Predators are 0-2 in the Stanley Cup final after a 4-1 loss to Pittsburgh Wednesday night. Now the Predators must find a way to reverse things in the series. And home ice this weekend may be just what is needed. Welcome to our special postseason edition of the Predators podcast. I'm Forrest Goodman. Coming up, Adam Vengen recaps the loss and what went wrong. Then Joe Rex wrote on what needs to happen on the two-game homestand for the Preds. And finally, Kevin Allen with USA Today will tell us how the Penguins are doing well at taking advantage of opportunities placed before them. But first, Wednesday night's loss was tough on the Preds' locker room. But Pekka Rene was optimistic. Going back home in this situation, obviously it's not the situation we we wanted to be coming here. But uh, I, I thought we played a, played a strong game, created a lot of chances first two periods, especially in obviously tight game, 1-1 game. Uh, come third period, uh, quick goal. After that, uh, two uh, Ottoman rushes in a row, and uh, be fortunate the third one, and and then uh, uh, Malkin buried that that fourth one, and that was the game. In the post game, PK Subban was disappointed, but not in their effort in the two losses. I thought we we could always play better. We can do a lot of things differently, but you know the game, both games were decided in a span of probably three minutes. So, you know. That's a championship team there. They know how to win. We got to play a full 60, and we will next game. Again, 4-1 the final Wednesday night. The series now comes to Nashville for two games. Adam Vingan covers the Predators for the Tennessean and joins me. Adam, what went wrong? Well, it's similar to what happened in the game one loss and that the Predators were really the better team through most of the game, but similarly to what happened in game one where uh, the Predators allowed three goals in about a four-minute span at the end of the first period. They allowed three goals in the opening three and a half minutes of the third period, uh, and that's when the game blew open. And that's what the Penguins have been doing all postseason long. They're a very opportunistic team. Uh, and one interesting statistic about the Penguins is actually they're now 6-1 and one this postseason when outshot by at least 10 shots or more. Um, so, so they know when to pick their spots, and when they get their opportunities, they – they certainly take advantage of them. So, you know, the Predators, just based on uh, statistics and things of that nature, that will tell you that they're actually carrying the play and, and getting more opportunities to score. The Penguins are actually capitalizing on their opportunities. They are doing a very fine job of that, as you mentioned. And there's only, I think, so long that a team can say, well, we played hard, we outplayed them, but we still lost. How's this affecting the locker room? You were in it. How's that affecting the locker room after two tough losses like this where you probably were the better team? Yeah, and I certainly think that they're frustrated because of that. And I did ask a couple of players last night, if, despite the fact that they're down to nothing in this series, they've lost consecutive games for the first time this postseason. They're mm -hmm. you know, doing all of the things that would suggest that they are in the position to win. Do they feel like despite the deficit, are they outplaying the Penguins? And the answers I got were, um, well, this is a, this is a winning a results oriented business and we're down to nothing in the Stanley cup final. So it doesn't really matter about the process if you're not getting the results. So definitely a, a, a frustrated group, but you know, if they're looking for any sort of solace, at least they go home where they're seven and one uh, for two games and can try to claw their way back into the series. Well, home ice can mean the difference in evening things up. You don't succeed in trying to at least steal one on the road, but you do have a chance with two games to tie things up and then even out the series and then see what happens in those final three. Right. Uh, and if they can work their Bridgestone Arena magic that they have all postseason, it, 
you know, in games three and four, you know, the series, obviously the complexion changes, but if they end up, you know, splitting and they go back to Pittsburgh down three, one, you know, that's probably not going to bode well for them. I mean, they need, they have to have these two games. And I know that sounds easier said than done against the Penguins team. That's incredibly experienced that has been in this position before. Um, you know, one statistic that uh, stood out to me is I believe since the Stanley cup final became a best of seven format, teams that go up to nothing in the Stanley cup final have won the Stanley cup final 45 out of 50 times. So the predators are in a position that very few teams have ever come back from. And, uh, you know, this, you know, the Stanley cup final is a, is a place in the Stanley cup playoffs in general, you know, are a place where, you know, history is made to be broken. Uh, but the predators are looking very, uh, are looking at very long odds to get back into the series. Look, that applies in almost any sport. When you fall in a hole 2-0, whether it be in the World Series, whether it be in the NBA in the playoffs, I mean, that's tough. That's tough for any team. But home ice can at least help you even it up if you're trying to stay optimistic, if you're a Predators fan. Uh, I mean, that's what you hope for, that they play well at home, that the crowd has always been there for them, obviously, and that they've willed them to certain victories. So, you know, that 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 certainly gives you some, you know, a sense of optimism if you're a Predators fan. But if the Penguins can can ruin that mystique on Saturday and take a three nothing lead, you know, it, you know, they're again, I, you know, you can never say never. But a three nothing deficit is almost impossible to come back from in the NHL. I believe only four teams in NHL history at any point in the best of seven series, regardless whether it's the Stanley Cup final or the first round, have ever come back from a three nothing deficit to win a series. So. There, you know, they, this is, I, you know, you don't like to say must win a lot, but Saturday is a must win game for the Predators. You can read Adam's coverage of the Predators at Tennessean.com. Interesting, Adam using the words must win when talking to me just now. Let's shift our attention to Saturday night when Game 3 happens at Bridgestone Arena. Tennessean columnist Joe Rexrode joins me. Joe 0-2 coming home, not where the team wanted to be. So what needs to happen Saturday night for the Predators to get their first win of the series? You know, they need to just avoid those lost moments because for the second straight game, I think the Predators did a lot of what they want to do. I thought they were really good in the first two periods. And if not for Matt Murray playing extremely well for Pittsburgh in goal, I think they have a multiple, multiple goal lead going into the third period. They really had some terrific chances. Uh, you know, they, they did everything they wanted to do uh, other than, of course, Pecorino gave up the, the, the little pop goal to, uh, to Jake Gensel, who, of course, just seemed to have his number. But then, you know, giving up the goal right away in the third period, and it's like they sort of lose themselves for a little bit. They get a little panicky, gamble more than they usually do, and boom, boom, the, the Penguins will make you pay every time. So, uh, again, I think they're, you know, it, it's – I think they're going to say to us and to each other a lot of the same things they were saying after game one, which is we like their game. Got to stop making those mistakes. How do you, how do you prevent that? I do think that maybe being at home and, and, you know, not having things, I guess, snowball on you emotionally Mm -hmm. could help some. the, The snowball effect I think is important because Joe, you know, this sometimes when the same thing happens, you get stuck in your mind, here we go again. And that can play that can play tricks on your mind when you're trying to focus on a game. If you think here, we're about to spiral downward one more time. Exactly. And, you know, if you're talking about playing tricks on your mind, I think the obvious number one concern and priority and focus is 
Pecorino because mm-hmm. you know confidence is a is a is an elusive thing in sports. It's the most important thing in terms of intangibles, and it's you know, you know with a goaltender, it's uh, you know it's tricky because you don't dictate a lot of, of how the action goes. And so I like I think in game one, I really do think that the lack of activity ended up you know being a negative for him. And of course now. Uh, everyone's going to be talking about him for a couple of days and, you know, probably a big save earlier or something like that would be, would be something he needs. I and mean, for the Predators don't want to give up a primo scoring chance early in this game, but, um, you know, you almost feel like Pecorino needs some kind of play to get the crowd roaring and sort of like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm back. And then go from there because, you know, this could certainly this could certainly turn bad for him here. Right. No, I think you're right. Um, now, having been with the Predators at Pittsburgh for two games, and now they get to come home to home ice, where in the postseason they have played very, very well. Is this what the doctor ordered for the team? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, again, I don't think that I don't think that's going to bother the Penguins. The Penguins are, you know, Stanley Cup champions for a reason. They they have done extremely well on the road in tough environments, but I, but I do think that this will be good for the Predators. Um, you know, I, I mean, look, they play better at home and, and they're energized at home and, uh, you know, they're in a situation. They haven't been in a situation. They haven't been, they haven't trailed. They certainly haven't trailed by two games in a series. And, um, they, they're in that mode of just find a way to win one game and then just look up and see where you are, because obviously they fall behind three, nothing. And, and you know you can get the engraver out for the cup, and and uh, you know it, it's essentially over. Uh, you're right. It, it, it's I think critical that they don't fall down 0-3 in this series. But you do get two at home, and like I mentioned to Adam earlier, you will win two at home, and this goes back to Pittsburgh, and then you got a short three-game series, and the whole momentum could shift. You never know what happens then. But it's important. You've got to protect home ice. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, if they. I mean, it's not the way the way these games have gone, and as well as they have played and controlled the action in these two games, it's not far fetched at all to think that they can win two at home, and then all that pressure goes right back on Pittsburgh. But um, you know, the Penguins do have this confidence. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the Blackhawks teams of recent years, and even this year before the playoffs. Of just you know, you can outplay them, you can outchance them. You can feel like you're handling them, but they know they're going to make that huge play. And that's that's the sense I get with the Penguins right now. You can read Joe Rex Road at Tennessean.com. This is the Penguins' 50th anniversary season and one where they are trying to win back-to-back championships and their fifth cup overall. Kevin Allen covers the NHL for USA Today. Kevin, the fact the Pens just a year ago beat the Sharks in a 4-2 series. Does that work in their favor when it comes to winning, say, the first two games like they did in this series? Well, I think it's really two things. I think it is that, uh, the fact that they've, uh, um, you know, been here before and understand the path that needs to be followed in order to be successful. But I also think that, uh, you know, bringing Matt Murray back in uh, on May 19th as a starting goalie has sort of changed their perspective. Mm. You know, since that happened, he's, he, you know, the team is 5-1 and one and they outscored the, the opponents 24-11. to 11. They play differently. Uh, in front of Murray, they play with a little more offensive flair. They take a few more chances. You know, he's got a lot of po- poise and composure, and I think that allows them to take you know chances and and do the kind of things they need to do in order to be opportunistic as scores. I think it's funny, and, and I think that's a great point because you're right. His return 
changes things and you think of it as a team sport but one player sometimes can go in and change the complexion and change the attitude of how everyone else plays and that's a good example you just brought up well and i think it's one of the biggest lies in hockey players say all the time well we play the same no matter who's in that but it's really not true uh, you know they adjust their uh, you know their games like if they have a very calm goalie with a lot of composure like murray is at such a tender age of 23 um, they feel like they can take more chances. You know, they can they can push up ice a little bit more. They can engage. I'm talking about the defenseman now. You know, with the forwards, um, and and all that sort of plays a role. And and uh, Murray just has that air about him that uh, you know he's sort of the Canadian version of Pekarene. He's uh, you know very unemotional in terms of the way he plays, and he's very within himself. We talked to him after the game last night. And he always says, you know, it doesn't matter what the score is. My job is always the same. I just have to stop the puck. And I thought, pretty mature attitude for such a young player. Right. No, that you're right. That's a that's a veteran attitude right there. A guy who's been in yeah. this situation many times. Uh, if you think about that, all of that said, I think you also have to throw in the fact the Penguins are trying to chase at least recent history. It's been a while since a team has won back to back cups, and they would love to do that. And no doubt about it, 19 years since uh, 1997-98 uh, Detroit Red Wings team won back-to-back uh, you know, titles. And um, I think this Penguins team, even though not all of them will admit it, um, are using that as an extra layer of motivation. And, that, you know, those kind of things matter. I mean, the competition at the, the final here with these two teams is so tight that, that you know, you need everything you can. And... Uh, in this case, I think, uh, you know, the drive to do that, uh, the first team in the salary cap era uh, to repeat when everybody says, well, it's just too hard because you can't keep the team together. You don't have enough uh, uh, spending ability to retain everybody and with the uh, contracts uh, the way they are today. So I, I think that does, uh, you know, sort of play a role and gives them that just that extra, th- uh, you know, layer to, to get them over the hump. Now on the Predators, asked Joe Rexroad earlier about what they need to do returning to home ice in Nashville. Let me get your analysis on that. With the Predators, how critical is it they find a way to win Saturday and then win another? Because if you fall in an 0-3 hole, that's a tough hole to climb out of. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, since 19, this format was introduced in 39, the seven-game format, I mean, 37 teams have taken a 2-0 lead after winning the first two games at home, and 34 of them have won the Cup. So, you know, the odds do favor the Penguins. But, you know, this is a different Predators team. And as you mentioned, they're very good at at home. And I I think it's a real simple formula. Like, they've got to be tighter uh, and more consistent defensively. Like, they gave up too many odd man rushes in that third period. That's what Peter Leviolet brought up, and that's the truth. But also, Pekka has to be tighter, has to be better. I mean, uh, you know, it it wasn't his fault that they're down 2-0. But, you know, he, he was their savior. For most of these postseason, and uh, right now he's not. Uh, you know, he's got a, over the last five games an 8.97 save percentage. That's not good enough, not in the postseason. And you know, you you, you got to make the saves when you give up the uh, odd man rushes because that's that's why you're in the net. You're not in the net to make routine saves. So he needs to play a little bit better. The defense needs to tighten up and not give up give up fewer odd man rushes. And I think they'll be the same team they were. Uh, that it looks so dominant over the first uh, three rounds of the postseason. Look, I know the arena will be rocking Saturday, and you would think automatically that helps the Predators, but Pittsburgh's been in this situation before. I'll go back to experience. They're used to going to hostile territory. This is the Stanley Cup final, after all. Well, that's right. They took down the number one team, but Barry Trotz's old team 
you know, Washington in a game seven, uh, you know, on the road. And, uh, you know, they, they've, they're they used to playing in hostile environments. And, you know, this team won't be rattled. But, you know, the, the reverse is also true. We know What we do know is, is that the Predators feed out that energy. So, you know, they haven't faced, they being the Penguins, haven't faced a team that, that can get as uh, torqued as the Predators get in, in Nashville's arena. That's Kevin Allen with USA Today joining us on the Predators podcast. Now the focus turns to game three, one that is critical if the Preds are going to see a momentum shift. We're looking at ourselves, you know, and right away the focus shifts to we don't lose at our building. So we're going back home. We're going to win the next game, and then we'll see what happens from there. That's P.K. Subban, who sounds anxious to bring this series to his home ice. Meanwhile, Pekka Rene was the topic of conversation on this show. He says it's time to forget games one and two. You have to put it behind you. I mean, I treat this as a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I mean, played a long time, and uh, first time having a chance to play for the cup so I, I think you, you just have to bury bury these two games and move ahead and um, just find a way to um, find some success the series and uh, we are down to nothing going home I, I, I think we are looking forward to playing in front of our fans in our building game three in this best of seven series is Saturday night at seven at Bridgestone Arena our next episode will post Monday recapping game three and previewing game four which happens Monday night Thanks to Adam Vingan and Joe Rexroad of the Tennessean and Kevin Allen from USA Today. I'm Forrest Goodman. Thanks for listening to this special postseason edition of the Predators Podcast. So long, everybody.